Welcome back to another episode of Money Talks. This is Hugh Meyer. I hope you're doing well. Remember, we are connecting thought leaders, business experts, and entrepreneurs to you, the small business owner. Today, really excited to have my guest, Kenner French. Kenner is the Chief Technology Architect of Vast Solutions and the Chief Investment Officer of Vast Holding Company. Kenner is a member of the Forbes Business Council, published author, and super excited to today to talk about how he's using artificial intelligence to help entrepreneurs and businesses structure what they're working on, to offer recommendations specifically to entrepreneurs and founders about how they can build on their businesses, and an overall opinion on the small business and entrepreneurial landscape. We hope you enjoy this episode. Kenner, welcome to the Money Talks podcast. How are you doing today? Love and life. I'm excited to be here, man. This uh, sounds like quite a little venture you got going on here, helping a lot of people. I'm excited. Yeah, same here. And, uh, you know, kudos to you. You and I connected on, on Clubhouse uh, maybe a month or two months ago. You're doing an amazing job on Clubhouse, really, you know, providing, you know, all the people, all the members that come into your rooms with a lot of uh, very insightful advice, you know, and other people, other moderators that are also coming on with you, doing a great job, all you know, again, amazing resources. It's 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 a lot of fun, a lot of uh, a lot of community being built. So you know, thank you for doing that, and thank you for being here today. Yeah, I dig it. I dig Clubhouse. It's helping people, and it's really my group, the tax group. You know, I founded the Cl uh, Clubhouse Tax Club, and really, what it's done is it's you know grown into just uh, it's way above me. It's way it's much bigger than me. It's really a um, compilation of good people who are growing it and really adding value to other people who are coming into the rooms. We're getting a lot of, lot of interest in the club really based on, uh, you know, some of the input people like you have provided. Yeah. I, I enjoy being in there. And again, it's, you know, one of my favorite words as people know me for is using is leverage. And that's not necessarily financial leverage is leveraging, you know, the people, your resources, your content, and that group, you know, to your credit, is just kind of, it's building, building, building. And, you know, I'm excited to keep, you know, watching it and being a part of it. So, uh, Thank you for getting that uh, all up and running and uh, excited to uh, talk a little bit more. So that makes sense. Yeah, same here. So let's let's just talk a little bit about your background for the for the audience, kind of just set the stage. And then we'll, you know, obviously we'll jump into what's what going on with Vast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. My background, you know, I'm a, a Pacific Northwest native. I live on uh, on an island, Bainbridge Island, Washington. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I didn't know what I was going to do out of college, just like everyone else. I ended up going to Harvard, studied international trade and finance. And, uh, you know, I knew I wanted to work with small business owners even back then. I ended up, you know, bouncing around a couple of different places where I was director of research, but everything really came back to the entrepreneur uh, helping to lower taxes, the biggest expense yeah. that an entrepreneur is going to have. Um, and then I said, hmm, after a while doing a lot of consulting in 2006, I want to go out and start my own gig, which I did. Uh, it was called Vast Solutions Group. Now it's vastsolutionsgroup.com, but that was under a holding company of Vast Holdings Group. So all the different entities are really geared towards helping entrepreneurs. And again, the, my main company is vastsolutionsgroup.com, where you know now you know I bought up a number of other companies. So now it's a 52-year-old company, and uh, all we're doing is hopefully lowering tax liability for entrepreneurs legally. By the way, legally. Uh, <laughs> Um, and at the, at the same time, making it a little bit easier for an entrepreneur to succeed because it's a tough world out there for an entrepreneur. So my background is obviously, you know, pretty varied, but mainly related to entrepreneurs and taxes. 
Yeah, that's great. And as we, as I always say, whenever, you know, we have these kind of discussions, you always seek out your tax advisor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. We, we, that, we, have, we have to say it ad nauseum and it's uh, <laughs> on the, you know, all the slide decks on your clubhouse, whatever, you know, whatever it takes. Yeah. Everything I say is my opinion, not my firm's, my clubhouse, not yours, et cetera, et cetera. I'm representing my own opinion. And I should also mention I have a number of other ventures, but my, my biggest venture I have going on coming going forward is I have a book coming out, my third book coming out in uh, in July. But uh, anyway, I'm excited to be here. Hopefully we're going to help add some value and uh, maybe uh, spice it up a little bit. So it's so much cooler than the rest of your guests. I How love that. I, I'm, I love that. That's, that's, that's what we want to do. So let's take, a, let's take a quick minute. Can you just talk a little bit about, so the book that's coming out, maybe just spend a minute or two uh, talking a little bit about that. Yes, the Family Wealth Manifesto. You know, my other two books were related to manifestos. We just threw in Family Wealth because I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't kind of gear all their assets towards their own, their family. And I think you guys might be starting a, you know, a family office, which yes. I think will add a lot of value to a lot of people. People don't realize, even in a virtual world, you could add a lot of value to a family by having a, a family office. So basically, it's a, it's a book relating for families and entrepreneurs, taxes, investment management, retirement, retirement planning, and legacy planning. And there's a little portion on there, a bonus portion. Uh, we've, done a, we've done a tremendous amount of research on Warren Buffett, some of his investment uh, ideas and philosophies, and we're also putting that in the book. And uh, it's, it's going to be a great book. It's going to add value. It's available on uh, pre-order uh, on amazon.com right now. Awesome. I mean, that's, that's, that's a fantastic resource for people. I'm definitely going to check it out. It's, it's really great. It's great that you spend, you know, that time you've created these, you know, these, these books, you contribute on Forbes. So you're doing, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of amazing work and really adding a ton of value. So thank you for doing that. So one of the, you know, there's, there's, there's obviously a lot of ground to cover, but from the first time I, I guess, met you, if you will, on Clubhouse, you know, you talked a lot, you talked about how you're using AI, artificial intelligence in, in your work. And I, I think that's a, it's super interesting. I think it's really important that people understand what that is and how it impacts how they're structuring their businesses and their taxes and everything under the sun. So maybe talk a little bit about or a lot about how you incorporate that. Well, artificial intelligence, a lot of people don't realize that they're probably using it now. When they use Google, most of your right. people probably use Google. It's using artificial intelligence, actually. And by the way, when I mentioned Google, we also... An underpinning of our artificial intelligence, which we have brand named uh, Einstein, it uses Google, okay. uh, number one. Uh, number two, not only are people using it and don't know they're using it, I think in the future, they're going to know they're using it. It's going to be kind of ubiquitous. It's going to be everywhere, yeah. right? Um, and it's going to add so much value. Sure, there's going to be some ethical concerns, et cetera, but add so much value because you have a computer that's going to do the thinking for you, that's going to potentially take some of the routine tasks that let's say a human wouldn't want to do, the computer will be able to do that. It'll be a forward-thinking computer. So a lot of the tasks we don't like to do, that computer potentially will be doing it. How are we employing it? Lowering in taxes. So what we're, we've kind of become known for using artificial intelligence to lower taxes. It looks, uh, our algorithm or our uh, system looks at taxpayers and it looks at their, uh, uh, the data that we're getting from the tax, uh, the tax collection, potentially to outthink a human and to lower the tax liability as it relates to their overall position, that being for a solopreneur and usually their business. Number one. Then number two, we also have a little bit of AI portion that uh, helps us with uh, retirement planning where we help financial professionals like you potentially lower or increase 
uh, retirement assets. So it's kind of a two-pronged effort. One, lowering taxes. Two, increasing uh, retirement assets. That's great. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely invaluable. I'm sure you've, you know, have helped and will continue to help a lot of, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs, as, as I'm sure you would agree, tax rates will probably be only going up from here. They're probably not going any lower. Mm -hmm. So it's a great time, obviously, to sit down with yourself and your colleagues and really think about, you know, how to structure everything going forward. Because, you know, 2022 is probably going to look a lot different than 2021 from a tax perspective. Um, maybe, maybe talk a little bit about what kind of what your thinking is going forward, how, what kind of changes you think are coming and, and how that's going to impact, you know, entrepreneurs. You mean related to taxes? Please. Yes. Uh, I will be pretty specific. We don't know. Number one, uh, number two, <laughs> what I, you know, that, uh, what I would also say is, you know, 2020 was uh, obviously a trying year for all. I mean, I mean, a scary year. I mean, there's a lot of different terms we can use for 2020. Number one, number two. Well, how do we somehow? Um, how can we turn things around in 2021 and 22? Well, we know as relating to taxes, since 2020, we had to spend so much without meaning as a government in right. the United States, and also probably not have that much come in the door. What's going to relate? Uh, what's going to result? We're going to have to increase taxes. So there's probably going to be increased taxes as a result, maybe on the state planning side and maybe on the you know sheer absolute tax uh, tax figures as well. So what does that mean for you and I as an entrepreneur? We're going to have to look for some more creative ways legally to mitigate the taxes. So we're going to have to be more diligent than ever in lowering our tax liability. So uh, with all the potential tax increases, there's going to be some legal loopholes for us as entrepreneurs to look down the, the avenue of lowering taxes. What's, you know, what are some of the ways to potentially do that? Well, we don't know quite know right now because the taxes haven't been increased. Now, what I could also say is there's a lot of things that people don't use to lower their taxes that I could definitely go into if you want. But uh, I, I think right now, again, more than anything, it's really, really incumbent upon us to look for more strategic ways of limiting taxes going forward because we know there's probably going to be tax increases in 2021, et cetera. 100%. Yeah, I think it'd be a great, it's a great segue to talk about a couple of these um, ways that people or, or concepts that they're not looking at that you spend time, you know, with your clients on. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, as you mentioned, I'm a, I'm an, uh, a contributor for Forbes.com and I just released an article a while back about the, you know, the five tax hacks for uh, advanced tax for entrepreneurs relating to taxes. Um, and, you know, at least a few of those are worth noting. So one, I think a lot of people don't use uh, defined benefit plans or sometimes they're called pension plans. You know, especially if you don't have any uh, employees or small numbers, you could sometimes put away a lot of money for retirement. Yes. By the way, you also save taxes, especially if you're in your uh, high tax state, uh, maybe California as an example. You can potentially lower tax liability. I was just talking to someone just before jumping on this call where we saved it. We're going to actually, the result of his uh, employing our strategy is going to save $800,000. Wow. Uh, so he's pretty, yeah, so he's pretty happy. Um, um, I would certainly <laughs> hope so. <laughs> yeah, he loves me right now. Uh, <laughs> he better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, but tomorrow he'll, he'll be like, what can you do for me now, right? Um, number um, And then another one, uh, you know, a lot of people forget about R&D tax credits for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Uh, what I mean, R&D tax credit, research and development tax credit. Uh, the uh, Congress and IRS not too long ago, a couple of years ago, kind of strengthened 
yeah. that as a means for lowering tax liability. People, people aren't using it. They need to. A lot of people um, have no understanding, and they yeah. should, of, for one, at least the basics of taxes, really of how to limit their taxes relating to something they're doing that's not in the public domain. So if I'm doing something that's pretty unique, well, wait a minute. If, it, if it's not out there, I've spent money doing that thing right. to get it uh, erected. So, okay, I can get tax credits because the government pays me to do it because it's bettering the overall public domain. Uh, yeah. What's another thing? Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that that's, it's, that's a really important point when you're just discussing the R&D tax credits. That's one of the main reasons that I started this podcast about a year ago was that it's pieces of information like that. And obviously there's a lot more, especially with you know everything the government has put out there in the last, you know, 12, 18 months. And and people and all, many entrepreneurs don't understand, have no real foundation for it. They don't even know it's there. So that's a really important point that you've brought up. And you actually, I think you had, that's what the one of the first clubhouses I uh was on when with you were hosting, you actually were talking about. R&D tax credits, you had a couple of folks on there. And it's so important that people get exposed to this, get exposed to Clubhouse, because this is where you're going to learn, you know, mm-hmm. about these resources from, from professionals like yourself. And it's absolutely invaluable. Um, and it's mm-hmm. out there, the government, it's, it's out there. There's numerous credits out there that people just don't take advantage of. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. hundred um, uh, percent. And I'm gl- thank you for coming to that room. I do remember that as a matter of fact, believe it or not. Uh, uh, what's another one? Oh, side gig. You know, a lot of W2 employees who are kind of thinking, ah, I'm going to go out and start my own gig, but don't for whatever reason there it's, it's very hard to lower taxes um, as re- as it relates to being a W2 employee. It's just, right. you know, you can do, you know, defer money into a 401k. Well, if you do a side gig, as long as you're truly making it for profit, you know, through, uh, within three years, theoretically, um, it's all deduct- all the stuff you're doing is deductible. So as an example, let's just say I'm uh, working at whatever Google as an example, and I want to, and I live in San Francisco and I want to go to Mexico and take some pictures. Um, well, on a vacation, let's just say, well, none of that's deductible. Well, if you actually are a W-2 employee, then do a side gig. Who knows? You start a, let's say an LLC as an example, and then you put the pictures on the internet, let's just say, you sell some of those, well, hopefully you're going to make a profit. Plus all the stuff leading up to uh, putting the stuff on right. the website is deductible. Your flight, your hotel, your car, gas, et cetera. So I don't know, those are just three things that I think are worth noting when, when it comes to lowering taxes that a lot of people don't do that they should do. Well, uh, and then again, obviously we're going to be researching what to do for 2021 as they do potentially raise taxes. Right. And, and, you know, th- as, as the government is, we, we know that's the direction they're going, but there are still, you know, to your, to your point, and thank you for bringing these up. There's still ways to, you know, mitigate the tax liability. You know, the, the government, basically the government came out and said for the next two years, your business meals and entertainment are a hundred percent deductible, oh. which was a huge, you know, problem issue, if you will, you know, a year, two years ago, and they basically said, no go. Now they've, kind of put this back on the table, if you will. And, and obviously that's, it's, it's enormous. It's an enormous help to help mitigate for business owners. Yep. That's, ex- you're exactly right. I'm impressed. You knew that by the way, most people didn't <laughs> haven't even caught that. It's impressive. Um, yeah. Thank you. Going to, yeah. I'm very, very impressed. I mean, that's just recently announced. Um, um, what, I, and what I would say 
more financial people need to know in your field, need to know taxes. I think you have a pretty good grasp on taxes. And that's why a lot of ta- uh, finance professionals fall down, frankly, because they don't know taxes. And you, so here's an example. Let's say you, you were talking to a client, uh, you care about taxes and you've lowered that client's tax liability by whatever, 37%, big hitter, right? So you're going to get a rate of return based on, let's say, a bigger amount because you've saved taxes for that client. That's important. That's why financial professionals who know taxes have a leg up over someone else in this case who doesn't help that client. They get hit with taxes, so they're starting with a lesser amount. That's why you should go to a tax uh, financial professional that understand taxes. Nice work. Yeah, no, thank you for that. I'm fortunate that one, um, you know, I, I like to, I've, I've always made it a habit in my career to attach myself to people like yourself who are there, you know, as you very well know, there's differences like in, in all fields. There's proactive people and there's reactive people. And, you know, in the, in the financial world, if I, the, as a fiduciary and in the tax world, you know, people, they, you want to align yourself with someone that's proactive. They're not just going to call you to do your tax return. They're talking to you, you know, if you're a business owner, they're talking to you throughout the year, you know, about what can we work on? What can we do? Let's plan, you know, because come December, we don't want to just, it, it's just not going to work. Like this has to be built up over time. So it's, it's, it's great that, you know, like I said, you're out there being proactive and really trying to help people understand there's, there's ways to really help mitigate their situation. Look at you. I'm impressed. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. I mean, it's like I, I use the analogy of driving down the road. Do you want to drive down the road looking forward or do you want to drive down the road like most, let's say, some accountants or some financial professional? Right. They look in their rearview mirror. Oh, April 12th, April 15th, this is your tax liability. No, look forward. Have the accountant or have the financial professional in your car looking forward versus look in the rearview mirror. As a matter of fact, throw away the rearview mirror. Look right. forward. You'll be that much better off. Yeah, there's, there's there's no question about that, and especially especially now knowing, you know, the administration that's in place, and knowing the government, knowing that the government is printing, you know, trillions of dollars of stimulus, it seems like every other week. You know, at some point, the tax policy discussion will be fully on the table, and something will be enacted into law, and you know, we'll all have to, you know, we don't want to be waiting for that. It's it's coming, and it's it's helpful. It's hugely beneficiary to be knowing people like yourself that are very aware to that and have been acting proactively throughout their careers, not just waiting for the shoe to drop, if you will. What's kind of you're obviously very entrepreneurial um, and there's a lot a lot of change, if you will, in the last 12, 18 months is from this, you know, from from an entrepreneurial perspective, from a small business perspective. What kind of things are exciting you that are going on right now? Things that you're, you know, take wanting to look at, maybe invest in. What, kind of, what's your view of the landscape right now? Me personally, uh, this is me personally again, not representing my any of my entities. Um, but yeah, I'm very entrepreneurial. I mean, this private investment company is that, that's what we do. We invest and invest and invest in mainly entrepreneurs. But um, number one, uh, for us, we believe in real estate as a foundation for almost all investments. For me. Um, I like uh, in I like being able to put down 20, 25%, um, and then hopefully have the bank come in with 75%. So my rate of return, my cash on cash return is going to be pretty good, pretty stellar. Number one. Uh, number two, I know uh, I, my background with our company is in artificial intelligence. Right. I'm not only an AI guy, but I uh, just invested uh, two venture capital deals 
uh, Tala and also Genesis AI. So we, I'm a big believer in AI. Um, um, and then probably third, uh, you might not like this. Some people might not like this, but Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, I'm a big <laughs> NFT guy. Hate to, uh, I hate to admit it, but uh, I'm really, I'm really no. in the hot shot. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I, that's, I'm excited that you brought that up. Uh, I, I, I am the polar opposite of someone who hates it. Uh, oh, okay, I, nice. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a discussion that I could uh, uh, have for several hours on end. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm a big believer. I, I've been, uh, you know, learning and investing in digital assets for several years. So to me, it's it's super exciting. Obviously, we're recording today, the 14th of April, uh, is a long-awaited direct listing of Coinbase, um, which obviously uh, is a company that's becoming a behemoth in in, in the not just in the digital asset world, but in financial services. Period. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I I'm a big believer. Um, you know, obviously, that's a we could have a very long discussion about that. But as I as I tell people, you know, educate yourself first. Um, you know, I'm, I'm there's not I'm not going to not tell someone to not you know invest in it into Bitcoin just because you know there's 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 a myriad of reasons to why. But as I always instruct everyone, you need to educate yourself. There's a lot of amazing resources out there. There's amazing books. Uh, you know, a, a colleague and, and friend of mine in the community wrote one of the best selling books on Amazon, which I I wish I had. It's called, um, you know, it's, it's written by Jason Williams. Um, so check his book out on, on Bitcoin. But yeah, there's mm-hmm. a million resources out there. So check it out. But yeah, getting back to your point, I, I, I think there's there's a, a lot of runway uh, in that space of digital assets. And obviously, NFTs are hotter than a firecracker right now. And, um, you know, again, educate yourself if you're watching this. So yeah, I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah, I'm impressed. So you, you, it sounds like you're into real into real estate. Uh, it sounds like potentially you have an interest in AI and uh, crypto. So you're a little different than some other financial guys. I'm a little surprised because most financial guys are like, "Whoa, I don't like that stuff." Maybe potentially because they don't get paid on it. I don't know, but or they're not professionals and uh, have researched that. But I'm impressed. Nice. I'm impressed. This whole call with you, nice man. Thank you. I th- <laughs> well, I think. I mean that's a it's a bet's a bigger discussion as far as the why you know like to your point about talking about real estate you know my the, the my partners and I we felt that you know having a really robust alternative asset investment platform is is extremely important you know mm-hmm. because as we could probably all agree equity prices you know probably pretty rich historically fixed income is yielding you next to nothing. Um, and, you know, listen, people who own treasuries in the first quarter of this year got a very rude awakening uh, to what happens when interest rates go from, you know, 90 basis points on the 10 year to 1.7. They, you know, they, they learned, unfortunately learned the hard way. And that's why it's important, you know, to look at these other opportunities, if you, whether it's in real estate or there's other type of credit situations or it's digital assets, uh, or you know, and and we've, we're now working with uh, a partner here in Southern California who's who runs a early stage venture firm. It's it's something that it's you know it's it's something that everyone needs to look at, and it's becoming more democratized. And that's the great part of it all is it's not 
it's been held out obviously for for numerous decades it's something you had to be an accredited investor in and the accredited investor laws are changing they're softening up a little bit i think it's going to continue because if you're educated and you have the wherewithal why do you need to have 5 or 10 million dollars in the bank to you know invested xyz so thank you for okay. thank you for mentioning those now can i ask you a question i know you're supposed to be asking me a question but you brought up a really this is an intriguing very intriguing uh, uh, uh kind of road down which we're going i'm gonna ask you that so how does the alternative asset classes which it sounds like you uh, you're an advocate of how does that change a client's uh, asset allocation maybe we need to define asset allocation but it does but how because it's all brand new it doesn't it doesn't fit in line with old school right. um, research. It doesn't. Uh, you know, the our opinion, and 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 this is something we work on every day, is the traditional sixty forty model as it stands is is is. In, I don't know if jeopardy is the right word, but it can't act. It, it can't be constructed the way it's been constructed for the last 20 years, you know, 20, 30 years, because as we all know, interest rates have been going like this, fixed income prices have been going like this. And obviously equities mm -hmm. we've had, you know, we've had great financial crisis. We've had internet bubble, but essentially, you know, stocks have been appreciating pretty substantially for a very long period of time. And you could have a 60, 40 portfolio and make six to 8% a year. But, but because of what's gone on with the Federal Reserve and now holding to this 0% interest rate, you know, your cushion, your ballast, your safety net of your portfolio, if you will, that 40% may not be earning you anything going forward. So if you mm -hmm. are, if you're not an ultra, well, even if you are ultra wealthy, but if you're someone who has a million dollar portfolio and you're sitting here today looking out five, seven years, the odds that you make no return going forward, I think are pretty, unfortunately, are higher than people are yeah. believing because, because of where interest rates are, because you're not, there's no cushion on your portfolio. Not only are you not earning anything, but if the market has a 20% drop, a 30% drop, there's no cushion from the 40%. So mm -hmm. how do we, what's the solution to that, right? We can't just allow investors, clients to sit idle um, they can't, most of which can't afford to not be compounding their money. So how do you do that? Alternatives, right? Yeah. Looking into people who are involved in real estate, you know, in syndication or real estate lending, things of that nature where they're creating some yield. Maybe, maybe it's a percentage in digital assets, you know, looking in, in venture deals. And again, you have to educate mm -hmm. yourself and you have to, you know, it's you're not putting huge percentage pieces of money in, but one percent, two percent, it's can be substantial over time. Ask people who you know have had Bitcoin in their portfolio for the last five years plus. If they had one percent, I'd say they've done pretty well, and yeah, that's important. I think it's all that being said, it's a little scary for someone who's kind of coming to the end of their career, maybe not career, but uh, working career. Now they're looking to retire it makes it so much more difficult for someone yes. in that position, even for financial professionals, because people are to a certain extent leaving the traditional stocks, bonds, mutual fund world. Right. So it's, uh, and now we're going to something potentially all this research, all the eyeballs are going towards alternative assets that gyrate more in rate of return. So yes. if I'm 60 years old, I want to retire. 
and I'm in a, a very investment, a very aggressive investment posture, and all of a sudden it goes down because I'm in an alternative space. It's tough. So anyway, agreed. I think you know we always have to be prudent fiduciaries. Um, you know, be you know be mindful of kind of where people are in their lives. Um, but if there are if there's opportunity, you know, within the allocation to to look at these alternatives, I think it's important to to really understand you know understand how they can help going forward and understand that you know unfortunately the you know the, the federal reserve and the government have kind of put us on this course and but, but we have to manage that so to the best of our abilities whether it's from the finance side or from the tax side um so i think people people need help more than ever um yeah. there's just no doubt the alternatives the taxes alternative investments crypto maybe even unique types of real estate um, NFTs, you know, to to tax help because they're again at the outset of the call. We talked about all, you know all the things relating to you know 2020 being hard, 2021 increasing taxes. People need help more than yeah. ever. There's just no doubt about that. Yeah, it's it's something. It's funny actually. I think I have a clip that's on on Instagram today about, and it's it's from one of my past guests talking about you surround yourself with real professionals. Like this discussion yeah. we're having, you know, always seek out tax advice always seek out, you know, a, prof a, a professional fiduciary to help you. You know, we're not here giving necessarily giving advice, but it's important. Surround yourselves with a, with professionals, with a great team of people that are reaching out to you, not the other way around about what, what you can be doing to better your situation. Yep. That's, that's exactly right. You get what you pay for. If you don't want to go down the road yeah. of talking to a financial professional or tax professional, Hey, great. You get the Honda. But if you want to talk to a tax professional or financial professional, hey, get the Mercedes. You have to pay for it, but you get value in it. Hopefully, it'll be you know a safer ride, you know Mercedes to a Honda as an example. At the same time, <laughs> you get some luxury, right? But yeah, it, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm speaking to the choir here, but I think uh, right now, again, going to my point, right now is more important than ever to have someone riding in your car with you. I keep talking about cars that uh, is aligned with your specific situation. Again, you get. Um, you get what you pay for. Hundred percent. To your, you know, to your, to your story earlier about you know the client you had just spoken to and the amount of tax savings. That's yeah. what that's what it's all about. That you know that's no matter what level of net worth that client is. I'm sure there's there's a good amount, yeah. but that's that's meaningful money. I mean that is you know meaningful piece of money that was saved because you were being proactive. That's it. You know, that that's all it was. But, you know, you deserve to be paid what you're being paid because you're being proactive and you're being, you know, a really tremendous resource uh, to that client. And I'm sure there'll be other situations that like that that are going to come up, uh, you know, going forward. Yep, that's exactly right. That's your goal, goal to help people. I'm sure that's your goal as a financial professional to help people. Yeah. And just to change gears slightly. Going maybe going back to the clubhouse thing, you you do a really great job, kind of on that on the social media, and really have, you know, accepted and really have built a great presence on clubhouse. Maybe talk a little bit about how you've done that, and and maybe sure. some advice for people who are trying to figure figure out the clubhouse uh, thing. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. So first, I have no presence outside of Facebook. I've been, I was semi-retired for ten years. Uh, out of I'm sorry, uh, outside of clubhouse, I was retired for ten years. Semi-retired, just basically screwing around. Sorry, use that term, screwing around, messing around for ten years, right? I did a couple of nonprofits, helped my raise my kids with my wife, just kind of playing around. 
And then all of a sudden, uh, I got a little bored in my ego because I saw these guys pass me up. And I thought, wait a minute, I got to become a player too. So in May of last year, I started working, um, really working because I had all my entities that were help, luckily doing pretty well. So then, then I said, oh, I'm going to try to make a go of it, get a little bit bigger. I didn't have any social media presence whatsoever, right? Zero, negative, actually probably negative, right? <laughs> I have three podcast listeners, right? I think I have 45 people on my YouTube channel as subscribers. So anyway, and then all of a sudden, one of the big investors in Clubhouse <clears throat> told me about Clubhouse. I blew it off, didn't pay attention. And then another friend, very smart friend said, hey, you got to really look at this. I looked at it. So I got involved. I think it was January 25th, literally, whatever, just a few months ago, right? And then I started going and going and going and going. Um, it was really intent on trying to grow it. I, again, let's remind you, I had zero social right. media presence. Now I'm in Clubhouse. That's the only quote social media I'm in. And now we're, I would say, blowing up per se. So yeah. what I would say you is are. Clubhouse, <laughs> Clubhouse is the place to go relative, if you really want to grow your business or grow whatever it is. It works. It works. Now, by the way, it's in beta. Only a small percentage of the overall market, meaning mo phone, right. uh, smartphone market, is using Clubhouse. When it opens up, I don't know when it's going to be. It might be before or after this airs. It's going to blow up. If someone wants to increase their business, they'd be foolish not to go on Clubhouse because it should potentially help really increase your business. Oh, there, now, uh, hold on. Let me you, keep you going. Ask, all I'm doing is hosting rooms. Right. All, that's all I'm doing on it for me daily. You don't have to do it that much. Um, just host rooms. You get to meet very interesting people. Uh, you get to network within your industry. Who knows if you're single, there's a couple clubs, you meet girls or meet boys. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty exciting in that regard. I heard <laughs> relationships have started. Um, that's what I would say. Get involved in clubhouse. It's a great, and it's a fun uh, social media platform. hundred percent. And, and I think it's, it's, it's a great point that you talk, talk about how you, you started at zero, right? I mean, zero. That's that's. Those are the stories I love to hear because people are always like, you know, oh, how much work do I have to put in? And I don't have any followers. And but no, I mean, everyone who went on Clubhouse started at zero, right? And zero, it's and yeah. it's we we all are trying to, you know, network, build community, you know, meet other great professionals. You know, I I I actually hosted my first Clubhouse. Uh, about a week ago. It was oh, fantastic. nice. It was, it was great. That. It was fun. It was, sure. it was, I actually had Jennifer Anderson on. She came on as one of the mods and I had, no some, way. yeah, it was fun. It was, it, we were talking about the macro kind of the macro landscape and what's going on in M and a and kind of the small business world. And I was lucky to pull in some pretty substantial, uh, IG clubhouse, you know, personality. So it, it was a lot of fun, you know, but to your point, you know, you're doing it consistently. And that's the other thing people have to understand is, you know, you have to keep showing up, um, you know, keep showing up, you know, bring other people in, you know, and keep expanding your presence because it's, it's amazing community of people. I mean, listen, you and I are here from right now from clubhouse. I'm, I'm having more and more, you know, bookings to, on my podcast. I'm asking people on clubhouse, like, you know, you're great. I think it'd be a great resource. Let's talk. And, you know, it's, it's a rare that you're going to get a no. So it's, it's, thank you for, uh, thank you for giving your, your background on that. No problem. No problem. Thank you for mentioning Jennifer, Anna, Jennifer Anderson. Cause I'm going to bug you now that you know her. Yeah. She's uh, I, I love hearing her story. I, I love, you know, how people are really 
un- have an understanding of you know the buying and selling of businesses and and, the, and that was what the crux of it was is just there's so much opportunity out there right now you've got this you know this change in our our world if you will you've got all these baby boomers that own you know millions of small businesses and they want out and that's opportunity right i mean there's not a lot of assets right now that have such great potential upside if you can you know, buy at a value, understand how to scale it up. And that's kind of what we were talking about. So it was exciting. That's cool. That's cool. That shows you the power of Clubhouse, man. Yeah, absolutely. So as we're uh, concluding here today, again, thank you guys. It's been a fantastic conversation. Definitely going to have to do it again. Maybe just offer one last piece of actual advice to entrepreneurs out there. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> I'm asked that a lot. What is the one thing I would do when starting a business? One, buy a phone to have a tax professional by your side and three, have a financial professional by your side. And then maybe down the road, have a, believe it or not, have a, an attorney. Yeah. Um, those are the first, first three things, maybe three and a half things to do because you don't want to be down the road a year, two years, five years, 10 years down the road and wish you had all that stuff in place. That's number one. Number two, if you don't, you should periodically review the things that I just mentioned because you want someone who is smart one, you want a good good phone, that's half uh, tongue-in-cheek, a uh, good tax professional, a good financial professional, because those people will save you money and they'll make you money. Two very important things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, again, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about you're really surrounding yourself with professionals that are being proactive because you know, you're you're, you're, you're the mitigation of tax and, and your financial life and your well-being really could be positively impacted for you know many years going forward just because you've you know you've aligned yourself hired someone like yourself to be their partner so that's that's exactly right and the reason I say that we just you know have a client who he could have saved 1.1 million dollars by the way he got structured so meaning his tax professional and also his financial professional got him structured the wrong way and it cost him $1.1 million. So if he would have had good advice up front, by the way, he hired them kind of late too, but anyway, that's beside the fact. So, I mean, that $1.1 million is a lot of money, right? It would have saved him a lot of money. So that's one consideration. That's the reason I really throw that out. And um, you know um, what I would also say, obviously people know how to get a hold of you and that's pretty, pretty important component of all this. You, represent the financial component. If someone wants to get a hold of us, you know, the vastsolutionsgroup.com, again, vastsolutionsgroup.com. And we're more than willing to help any of your people uh, because uh, you're providing some value. Yeah, no, same here. I I really appreciate that. And people should definitely check that out. And if they're on Clubhouse, you know, go to Kenner's room. Um, I will try to find myself there when I have time because it's always, uh, it's, it's always full of great people very resourceful people. And I always learn something uh, whenever he hosts his room. So appreciate Love that. It. So thank, Kenner, you. Th- thank you for your time today. I know it's very valuable. Uh, it was a great conversation. Uh, you know, I look forward to watching this, watching the podcast after we go through our edits. Thank you again for your time and look forward to staying in touch with you. You better believe it. Have a good thank, one, everybody. Thank you, Kenner. Remember, be back next week with another episode of Money Talks. Follow us on the YouTube page. Hit that like button. We'll be back again next week. This is Money Talks. Take care.